0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat today. Uh, we are embarking upon an experiment. Uh, we, we've we been reading these Bantam Skylark books, and they are generally a lot shorter and also aimed at a much younger audience, which is fun. Um, this is a double feature, Bantam mm-hmm. Skylark double feature. Uh, I'll be reading You Are Invisible, uh, a book presumably about becoming invisible, and Chris will be reading The Movie Mystery, which... Probably is about a movie and mysteries. So
1: we can't know that though, because that definitely hasn't already happened many, yes. many months ago.
0: Yep, we're we're just gonna leave that <laughs> a little behind the scenes snippet. This uh, is fresh wow. for you. That's why yeah. I pretended like we didn't know you guys. I was pretending like I didn't know. I I saw right through your lies though, Ian. I know exactly what happens. It was
1: Red Larkin. It's Red Larkin.
0: We're, <laughs> we're definitely
1: cutting that though.
0: Wait, wait, we're cutting that. It was Red Larkin. It was the one named character. Yeah. He kicked <laughs> over, and that was the best scene. Welcome to Booze Your Own Adventure podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's game. A little children's game. A much younger children's game than normal. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. And I'm Mark. Little today, Mark. Little- <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm Mark's penis. I'm Alpha. Alpha. Yeah, uh, I'm just Alf from the show Alf. Uh, today we're reading Choose Your Own Adventure Bantam Skylark Edition, number 48. Uh, you might remember the Bantam Skylark series from... The award-winning uh, fairy kidnap episode, where we didn't really have a lot of agency, and just stuff kept kind of happening to us.
1: Mm-hmm. And then that horse, the famous fuck horse.
0: That famous, f- f- you'll remember from the depositions <laughs> and the statements we've given in front of uh, family values councils. If I
1: if I could go back in time and change our logo to the thing that most sums up our podcast, I think it would. Oh, be yeah, it'd be, us, be that sexy, sexy Us horse. drowning. Uh, while riding the sexy uh, horse.
0: Yeah, I think we all wish that we could have had a sexy horse as our logo.
2: So we actually do have a, uh, a commissioned sort of like background art piece left.
1: Chris, are you eating again? Chris? Chris? How do you think you can get away with this?
0: <laughs> your mouth is the only thing that we know. Like, that's <laughs> the only way you're communicating with us is through your mouth. Uh, so today we're reading, uh, you are invisible. Bantam Skylark number 48. Does that mean they wrote 48 of these Bantam Skylarks, or is that like a... I, I don't know. Well, you can crank yeah. one out in like an afternoon. That's true. is they it are...
1: Susan Saunders also the author of Movie Mystery? Am I getting that wrong? I believe so, yeah. Uh,
0: number
2: 51 in the Bantam Skylark series is, uh, is the... You Can Make a Difference, The Story of Martin Luther King Jr., <laughs>
1: Oh, we probably should not read that one. (laughs) Yeah, just like... We will do that one well. And number 49 is race of the year, but I think it's a different race.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, are we ready? Sure. Read this first. Or don't. We've read it before. (laughs) No, this one's really good. (laughs) All right. Oh, There's actually literally nothing different on this one.
1: Yeah, let's skip this one. Look at the artwork. Um,
0: It's nice. Yeah. This is the part that in a in a better book, it would say like, warning, dope stuff happens. Get mm-hmm. cool hype. Yeah, this just thing. says,
1: this is how game books are. Yeah.
0: And then it's it a picture of you it. under a tree looking forlorn and invisible. Yeah. And also like the Strider from Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh, yeah. Or really more like the Hobbits, right? Like you just got that shitty cloak around you and you're he otherwise thinks, wearing normal clothes. He
0: thinks he looks like the Strider.
1: Right. And But really, no one could see him at all, because he's unimportant. (laughs)
0: Thinking
2: he looks like Aragorn really looking like Pippin is kind of like, I would say, my whole life motto. (laughs) Uh,
1: Do you guys remember that episode, season one, Buffy, I think, where the girl played the flute and turned invisible because no one acknowledged her much?
0: Yep. Cool. Nope. Sort of. Wait. (laughs) Vaguely. Yes. I remember the one who turned into a statue.
1: There was an invisible person at school, but it turned out... The, the thing that told them what happened was they, like, they went up to the attic where they found her yearbook, and uh, everyone had just signed Have a Great Summer, and I was like, oh, God, she mm-hmm. had no friends at all. <laughs> and that's how like they determined what happened.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh,
1: did you guys know
2: that in the Buffy and the comic books that have recently come out, uh, apparently Buffy and Angel fuck and their baby's a mountain or something? What do you mean their baby's a mountain? Yep. What do
0: you mean they fuck? Is he going to lose his soul again?
2: Yeah, I think they're all in hell or
1: something. It's apparently it's it's very ungood. I don't accept anything after season seven as canon, and I only begrudgingly accept most of season seven. That's a, the, the TV one. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the one where like they just filled up their house with like tiny potential slayers and it was just obnoxious slumber party for a whole season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Also, yeah. like nobody thought of that shit before? Like you, we're the first people in history to be like, but what if we just put a bunch of them in the same room together?
1: And just like split the well, juice. You know
0: what happens then. Wait, what, what happens then? Never mind. God damn it. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Now we gotta cut more crap out of the podcast. Yeah, we gotta cut that one for sure. I don't get it. What, is, what happens? Are you talking... You just mean like sex stuff? No, they turn Wait. into polar bears and then pork. <laughs> it's
1: extra bad. You put enough teenage girls in one room, God. they all turn into polar bears.
0: They'll eventually type Hamlet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's
2: that old old canard. (laughs) A million polar bears ripping out a million dude's guts will eventually make Hamlet out of that dude's guts.
0: Uh,
1: this is stupid. Let's read a book.
0: Page the first. You and your family have just moved into a big old house. Today, you and your friend Robert are clearing out the attic. You open a trunk. It's filled with strange-looking clothing. A shiny beaded dress, a checkered vest, and a long cape with a hood. The cape looks gray... But when you pull it out of the trunk, it shimmers with all the colors of the rainbow. I've seen this one. Uh, this is
1: a cloak of invisibility.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I thought it was the amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. Yeah, your brothers, uh, your brothers bury you. Is that what happens? What? Um, because they're all jealous of your sick ass coat.
1: Oh, okay. I haven't seen the Technicolor Dream Coat.
0: Oh, it's a Bible story too. I think.
1: Well, I haven't seen the Bible.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really long movie. Got so many parts. It's
1: got Charlton Heston in it, right? Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> Charlton Heston's in it. Jim Carrey for a second, which is weird. (laughs) Also Jesus, probably. Probably. You put the cape on. It covers you from the top of your head to the tip of your toes, but it's so light you barely feel it. You walk over to a cracked mirror in the corner of the creepiest attic ever. You peer into the mirror, but you don't see a thing. Your arms are missing, and so are your feet and legs. In <laughs> fact, all you see is a pile of blood. <laughs> a bunch of blood and viscera. And, and a What
1: a weird way to notice that you're invisible. Shit, I don't have any arms! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, wait, n-
0: none of me is visible. Yeah, but also, especially your arms. None, right. none arms.
1: You can still uh, see blood pumping through just like an empty area of space.
0: You just have a cardiovascular system. <laughs> Where are you? Robert calls out. I'm not going to do all this work by myself but he's looking right at you. Is he joking? Could you be invisible?
1: I would like to go ahead and award an award to this book. And it's the getting to the fucking point, very promptly award. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say like, this is a good choice
0: and it's very quick. Word number 100 is invisible.
1: Right, like by the end of page one, we mm-hmm. had literally put on the magic artifact that mm-hmm. is the title of the book. Like. Compare that to the first Olympics, where we never did the Olympics the
0: entire time. The
1: entire time. Well, that's because we wanted to get up to, up to tricks.
0: If you tell Robert about the cape, turn to page 12. If you decide to sneak out without saying anything to him, turn to page 22. Uh,
2: Robert looks like a court draw- like artist's representation of a serial killer. Yeah. So I yeah. really think we should avoid giving him knowledge As to this garment that makes you invisible
1: He really looks like an adult man That has just been shrunk He does not look like a child Yeah. He looks like an adult
2: man who is Wandering around the elementary school Trying to convince everybody else that he's a child For right.
1: no one knows
0: what reason It's yeah.
1: okay for me to be here It's okay
0: <laughs> He's gonna try and get under that cloak with you If you tell him about it and you just don't want him to do that
1: Hey fellow kids Uh yeah, you know, ready for
2: <laughs> elementary school.
1: <laughs> I, I can buy booze, don't ask me how. Oh hey, let me let me get into that cape with you there, bud. I wanna make a counter argument. Uh, even though Robert is a cle- is a creep, I feel like having an accomplice has a lot of potential.
2: Oh, yeah, we that's can a, pin crimes
0: on him. That's a good point.
1: Like, we're clearly the cool one with all the influence in this friendship, and yeah. Robert will fucking do our little missions to try and earn our respect. You know what mm, I mean? Good
0: point, good point. the cloak. What? Oh, we could do a robbery and then push him out from under the cloak. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. move one. He's always, he's a patsy for sure. We're telling Robert about the cape. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we can pin shit right. on him. Yeah. Like, maybe this cape. Who knows? I'm right here, you say to Robert, taking off the cape. Now you see me. You slip the cape on again. Now you don't. So Ian, I know I think Robert already had a
1: line, but yeah. we've really gotta give Robert a voice that fits the personality we've ascribed to him. <laughs> yeah. Do your best, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <sighs> there it is, yeah.
0: There it is. That's just, all of his lines now. It's just breathing. <sighs> it's my cape, you shout, hanging onto it. I found it. <sighs> <laughs> We need subtitles for this episode. (laughs) Robert says, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) If you say
2: okay to cutting the cake, turn
0: to page six.
2: Look, uh, but for the record, though, I feel like we really need to point out that Robert says, wow, I could really use something like that, and then tries to grab it off your shoulders first thing.
1: That's his immediate move. I'm going to get so close to those kids now. (laughs) Wow, Wow, I could really use something like that. You're basically, you're doing the like droids in Star Wars thing, right? It's just like, they make some fucking noises and then everyone acts like they said words. The same thing with <laughs> Chewbacca.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Robert way.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, please stick with that for the entire book. I love it.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of creeping me out to do. Damn uh, it. And it's also getting narratively confusing. Uh, so do you cut the cape or will you not cut the cape? Definitely don't, Don't cut the cape, Robert, you fucking idiot. Jesus. Take all the magic out. It'll all fall out. All the magic will fall out. Yeah, and then we'll just have
1: an invisible floor. What fucking good is that?
0: Fucking moron. I I, I don't want to cut the cape in half. Let's take turns, then. (sighs) Robert says. Me first, because I'm your guest. He grabs the cape and whips it on. You hear him clattering down the stairs. Let's wear it together, you shout after Robert. No. I want to get even with Larry. Robert answers, he would be in the way. <sighs> Are you nuts? You yell running downstairs too. Larry's the biggest bully in school. I'm invisible. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone very serial killer very fast. You hear him walk down the hall and follow him into the kitchen. Several empty balloons seem to float from a pocket toward the kitchen sink. Can't see Robert, but the balloons swell under the water faucet until they're ready to burst.
1: Oh, this is his plan, huh?
0: Water balloons.
1: As a distraction, and then once
2: Larry's all wet.
0: Knife right (laughs) in the soft part of the neck.
2: Yeah. Some folks call
0: it a sling blade. (laughs) Yeah, The bulging balloons disappear under the cape that Robert is wearing. That's a band name. Right. Just in case you didn't know, Robert's wearing a cape. You see the door swing open and hear Robert cross the porch. Then you listen to his footsteps thump on the sidewalk. You follow the sounds of his feet right up to the front steps of Larry's house. Hey, Larry. Robert's voice yells, Get out here, you creep. Uh Uh-oh. When Larry opens the door, he won't see Robert. He'll see you standing by yourself on the front lawn. No. Hoisted by our own (laughs) petard. We really should just cut that cape early. You've got to find a... Place to hide and fast. Do you jump under the cape with Robert, or behind a big bush near the street?
1: I want to introduce a new segment. It's called "Take a Third Option." Yeah. And the third option is man up and beat the fuck out of Larry.
0: Yeah, just punch him right in the teeth. He's a bully, you know. He's a bully. Just beat him up for for uh, for Robert's sake. Your invisible friend has got your back. Yeah.
2: Veto. Fourth option: Man up, beat the shit out of Robert. Yeah. Robert has brain problems. He is. Look, if we go to Robert's house, he's going to have so many skinned animals in his room.
0: Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Robert's dad bought him a gun.
2: In 15 years, you're going to be reading the paper, and it'll be like, Robert Anderson uh, confesses to skinning 15 women alive. Like, yeah. we got to end this now.
0: I also like I like the optics of... Larry the bully coming outside to look to look to beat somebody (laughs) up. And then you just straight up like Ed Norton fight clubbing this (laughs) invisible lump on the ground, just screaming at it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, What were the real options? Hide with Robert, which you can't fit under there with him. He's got so many guns (laughs) or dart behind the bush.
1: I think we have to get back under that cape because like we're not in control of the story until we're the invisible one.
0: All right, you grope around until you uh, find Robert. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, tree's thrilled. Lift the cape and quickly slip underneath it. Now you're both invisible. He gives you a shove. You fall over backward. Yes. The whole cape goes with you. Yes. It slips off Robert and covers you as it hits the ground. Beautiful. Take that. You look up just as Larry steps outside. He can't see you, but he can sure see Robert. What do you think you're doing with those water balloons? Larry growls at Robert. Uh, oh God, What is he doing with those water balloons? Uh, is all Robert can say That's that's what the book said, and we didn't change that line. Yeah. yeah,, that's that's a real line. He's so scared that he drops the water balloons. They burst and splatter water on his feet. I feel like way that part to- might be a euphemism. yeah, <laughs> for his nudity. Well, anyway, <laughs> way, way to go. Larry sneers. You're all wet, Bob. That's your Andrew voice from Star Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You're afraid he'll punch Robert out. You have to do something fast. Are we afraid?
1: Or are we like, thank God, it's finally happening.
0: You're afraid he'll punch
2: Robert out, but not finish the job. (laughs) Robert will get back up and one day go on to become one of the worst murderers America's ever known. You sneak (laughs) up behind him. Harder.
0: Harder. Yeah. No mercy. You, you position yourself uh, so, you can ta- so, so that Larry will inadvertently tabletop Robert and let him land on his neck, million-dollar babying himself.
1: <laughs> you slip a knife into Larry's hands when he's not looking.
0: Uh, you jump to your feet. Still wrapped in the cape, you circle Larry. When you're behind him, you take the cape off. Hey, fatso! Rude. You yell. Rude. Right? Like, why do you think Larry's a bully? It's because every buddy he meets is a dickhead.
2: It's because his dad thinks it's fun to punch him in the face to wake him up for school every morning.
0: Yeah. He
2: <laughs> that actually eats, is pretty funny. <laughs>
0: he eats because he's unhappy. While Larry is charging at you, Robert dashes out the front gate. You slip the cape back on, I guess while he's looking right at you, and dash to the end of the yard.
1: If your dad woke you up by punching you every morning, wouldn't you get like just like freakishly good at hearing your dad come in? So yeah. I feel like there's no way you would ever Be taken by
0: surprise by that after like a I feel like one. you just
2: get freakishly good at not falling asleep At night which actually <laughs> yeah. makes you Freakishly bad at everything
0: Especially especially hearing when your Dad's coming it's the worst Alright uh Larry Spins around until he's dizzy Trying to find you oh my god Larry's a moron Where are you you little Worm he shouts well he's
2: functioning On like two hours of sleep a night Because he's just up anxious <laughs> hoping his dad Doesn't beat him awake
0: yeah, they don't. They definitely don't feed him at home. So he's uh he's on the hunt for like uh, s- s- uh s- honey buns. Steals a lot of honey buns. Yeah, they got the most calories per uh, per per inch. Yeah, he's eating to survive. Uh, right here, creepo! You call out bullying him a more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Larry is coming off uh, very sympathetic in this story. We've made up a lot of extra canon for uh, Larry hey, and for Robert.
0: Larry runs straight at you. You put the cape on at the last minute and step aside. Whoops. Larry falls over a lawn chair. Breaking his neck. (laughs) Yeah. Trapping his arms uh, around his throat. He's choking himself to death. You could help, but just can't be bothered. You race to the side yard, ready ready to yell something even nastier. And that's when you realize you're not wearing your cape. It must have fallen off. You're visible. You've just said the N-word and everyone (laughs) saw (laughs) And here comes Larry, the end.
1: What the fuck? It's a bantam Skylark. Sometimes you just like accidentally find an ending, you know? Sometimes you spend the whole book being the villain and then it ends.
0: So that was that was just from if you hide under the cape with Robert. Yeah. What if we go back to like not even give this motherfucker our cape?
2: Absolutely. That was the biggest mistake
0: we made. That was the biggest mistake of the day so far, yeah.
2: I, what I learned is that my gut is exactly yeah.
1: correct, and uh, fuck the serial killer kid. And, uh, we keep the cape. Oh, you mean you mean don't even tell him about the cape?
0: No, we're not, he, he's like, hey, cool cape. Wait, where'd you go? And then that's the last they ever heard of him. We're going to try and sneak out of the attic without telling Robert anything.
1: And then we just go over to Larry's house and bully him because we're just that person <laughs> at heart.
0: Yeah, we hide under Larry's bed and whisper things to him while he tries to sleep. Uh, but then we see, if we, if we go to his house, we'll see that his dad punches him in the face. Yeah,
1: he, he hides from his dad, and we sneak around finding him and telling his dad where to look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we ruin all of his best hiding spots to avoid physical abuse. He always just knew. He always knew. Ugh. Uh, but then that, that, that path ends while you're in the house when he decides to set it on fire. Yeah. You decide not to tell Robert about the cape yet. You want to try it out first. You creep down the stairs and out the door. As soon as you're outside, you hear, batter up! Some of the kids must be playing in the vacant lot down the street. Invisible baseball could be fun, you think, as you hurry down the sidewalk. What? Yeah, invisible baseball. You pass, you pass Mr. Walters' house. Mr. Walters has the biggest apple tree in town. Mr. Walters also hates kids. And so does his boxer, Butch. Bruce Willis' character. The <laughs> boxer named Butch from... <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Pulp fiction. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That guy, he has a, a future out of him, and he's not going to like it much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you stare up at all the shiny red fruit.
1: Red apples. You're... The smokes from every Tarantino movie.
0: Oh, that's, uh, that's a, a good fun point. fact. Uh, your mouth is watering because you're looking at women's feet. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth movie from Quentin
1: Tarantino. <laughs>
0: The hallmark of all Quentin Tarantino films. This book is impression. Accurate. Should you pick some apples? After all, you're invisible. Or should you go straight to the baseball game? What
2: the? None of these things are things that we better being invisible.
0: I don't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How does invisible? I am invisible. Therefore, I should pick apples while I have the chance.
0: Do those apples now somehow mysteriously belong to you? Or are they still not yours and you're just an invisible thief?
1: Maybe they're ethereal apples and you can only pick them while you're, you know... In the Shadow Realm. In the Shadow yeah. Realm, exactly. Ghost yeah.
0: apples gotta get... It's like those coins you can pick up in the Mario 2 alternate verse mm. where you go through the, the potion door.
1: Speaking of the Shadow Realm, do we know if Sauron is watching us the whole time or not?
0: So here's here's the thing. When, when Frodo goes invisible, he sees the Nazgul, but they're like white and not really scary?
2: Well, yeah, because that's what they, uh, that's what they were. That's the, that was the nine kings of men, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, but I don't think... we. Then, then if that's the case, then I don't think we would know that Sauron's watching us, because that dude is mad spooky. And he's, he's got other stuff going on. Too busy to tend to your invisibility needs. Although well, we are in
1: the fourth age, so he's just dead. That's what he's got going on. Yeah. Also, you found one of the Deathly Hallows, so like he's got to find this artifact from another canon,
0: right? That's true. He's got to go sneak into the uh, Harry Potter verse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get the diadem,
1: <laughs> the realm left to conquer.
0: That's the last one. What if Sauron? You guys, uh-huh. you know what we need to reboot. You What's know what that? we need to fucking reboot? Last Action Hero. Never saw it. Oh, uh, Mark, Chris, have you seen the Last Action Hero? Yeah, with uh,
2: uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, yeah, uh, Charles Dance.
0: I yes, as the bad guy. Yeah, as the with bad the guy, Crazy Eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a kid who has a magic movie ticket and he can walk into any movie he wants and then the bad guy from one of the movies gets a hold of the ticket and then like lets out Dracula and like death and oh, like all of the Oh, when you bad say he monsters. can
1: walk into a movie he wants, you don't mean he can just go see movies for free. You mean he enters the reality of <laughs>
0: can, the film. He can go into them, like inside of them. <laughs> I was gonna say, that doesn't sound like magic. It,
1: yeah,
2: that's a
0: much less exciting power. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a character. It's just actually Charles Dance. Yeah,
1: it's a priceless artifact called movie pass, circa a year ago.
0: It's yeah. a priceless artifact
2: called, like, you're just a teenager. They're not going to send you to jail for sneaking nah. into a movie. Yeah. And you already bought a ticket to Mr. Magoo.
0: Yeah. Anyways, now that Marvel, uh, now that Disney basically owns just everything, yep. they could do that with old properties and have people walk out. And, like, you assemble your army, and it's, like, John Wayne and, like, Boromir and, like, uh, Quincy... Uh, from the medical doctor show, where he's a oh, doctor. Shit.
1: Yeah, like the next Kingdom Hearts game is gonna be off the oh chain. Oh God, it's gonna <laughs> yeah. It's gonna have Daredevil in it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So between these two shitty options, I think the less we should
0: just watch Hollow Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, introduce a third option. Watch Hollow Man. Now, I think the less boring one is baseball, right? Because the other yeah, the there's... alternative is picking apples. Somewhere. Yeah, we can get our hands on a baseball bat and then cause some trouble. Right, we can go back to Larry's house. <laughs> armed. <clears throat> we can just leave that at his dad's bedside. A little note that says, you know, Jesus. for Larry.
2: Yeah, full disclosure, my uh, objective here is to see if this book will have us rob a
0: bank. So, yeah. <laughs> if you, uh, oh, and then the next one is, uh, the next one is like, steal a ski mask from Walmart. You jog down the sidewalk to the vacant lot. Your friend Todd is at bat. You know he's not a very good hitter. Some of the kids are teasing him easy out they shout pick up a bat and hit him in the back of the knee (laughs) todd ignores them with the focus of a real athlete who doesn't Mm -hmm. need an invisible friend to get up all on his shit he
1: ate his fucking wheaties he's a champion
0: you dash over to todd as the pitcher throws you leap in front of the plate todd's bat connects with your face you (laughs) bleed
1: all over the place right like what just happened
0: even before todd can swing you grab the ball and fling it into left field that was a real slow pitch baseball, huh? Weak pitch, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Todd, Todd swung so fast, I didn't even see the bat move. The pitcher mumbles. But Todd is so surprised that he freezes. Run, you dummy! God. You yell. You are such a bully. Forgetting that you...
1: <laughs> forgetting that people have feelings.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so you forget you're invisible, and you yell that thing to Todd. Oh, Todd pisses himself. Because he heard a voice in his ear. Yeah. Uh, it's Ray Liotta as the ghost of Shoeless Joe Jackson. Todd races toward first base. <laughs> I'm assuming base. that's a
1: reference to something, but... Yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> Y'all,
0: you guys, it's Field of Dreams. Okay. Uh... How do you not know Field of Dreams? What Joe Jackson are we talking about? The one from the Chicago White Sox, the one that threw the World Series. Oh. I... Shoeless Joe Jackson.
1: It was like, you know, Michael Jackson's dad or whatever.
0: Ugh. <laughs> uh... Todd Todd races toward first base. You pull your cape tightly around you and run even faster than he does. Just to show off, because you are a dick. You're the worst. Right. The fielder picks up the ball and throws it to first, but you're there to knock the ball aside. Ugh. Todd rounds first, then second, then heads for third, in the order that bases go, every <laughs> time. <laughs> hey, catcher! Over here! You shriek from first base. The catcher whirls in your direction. She's so confused, she drops the ball. Hey. And Todd's on his way home. Caught a home run. His teammates shout. You hear someone else shouting too, not far down the street. Help! Police! Stop him!
1: Oh, cool. Do we get to go help a robber?
0: Uh, no, it's connected to the baseball game. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> should, you, should you find out what's happening, or do you stay where you are?
1: You find out what's happening, right? Yeah. Like, yeah I don't really want to ruin baseball any more than I already have.
2: And off chance we might get a gun from this crime.
1: Yeah. Well, almost certainly will. Like so far we've done nothing that isn't morally reprehensible, right? Yeah,
0: you can get you can get a gun to use in a future crime. You've obtained new item, gun. You decide to find out what's going on down the street. You leave the ball game and race toward the shouting. You broke my windows! I'll get you for this! You turn onto Main Street and see three grown-ups chasing somebody. One of them has definitely a knife. Do you see that one grown-up? Definitely has a knife. Oh my God, yeah. Holy shit. He looks like a crazed like, dentist zombie. Uh, you see a big kid running up the sidewalk towards you. It's Larry. Mr. Brown the Butcher is chasing Larry. So are Fred the Barber and Mr. Mrs. Willis the Librarian.
1: Time out. Before we turn, do you guys yeah. think the book is going to position us to help this kid who's being attacked by murderous adults, or... Help them murder him because, you know, he's a bully and we have like weird black and white morality about bullies.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested in knowing uh, whether or not we help him fight adults or help adults fight him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or just like use this opportunity to go into the barber shop and take money out of the till, right?
0: Oh yeah, dude, get all the library books you want.
1: Yeah, steal all those guns from the butcher shop. <laughs>
0: get, all those, get all those good barber swords. Yeah. Larry's almost twice as big as you are. Should you try to stop him by tripping him? Maybe if you growled and barked like a mean dog, you could scare him into stopping. Are you <laughs> Literally,
2: it's just like, okay, are we gonna let this kid get beaten the fuck up by adults by tripping him, or are we just gonna scare him into stopping so he gets beaten the fuck out of by adults? Yeah,
1: you run home and get Larry's dad because you know he wants in on this action. <laughs> uh,
0: we could also like the the worst case scenario here is not only do the adults try to kill Larry, but then Larry also tries to kill the adults, right? Like. sort of a fight or flight reflex i mean sure but like three on one larry's getting fucking killed yeah
1: yeah larry needs our help but we're only here to hurt him
0: uh so what do we do do we trip him or do we growl and bark like a mean dog well that's fucking
1: stupid so i'm voting for that one Yeah, that's stupid as shit but also i really
2: like the idea of getting us used to doing violence okay okay uh so So my vote's for tripping
0: um And I'm going to vote for tripping, too, just because I looked at growling, and that would have me vocalizing growling. (laughs) Which I don't know that my voice can help.
1: I think you've already done lots of that when you were Robert.
0: (laughs) You get down on your hands and knees on the sidewalk to trip Larry as he runs by. You push the hood of your cape back to see better, and Larry suddenly skids to a stop. Ah! He screams. His face turns deathly pale. What's the matter with him, you wonder? Larry whirls around and dashes towards Mr. Brown. Help! Now they'll catch him, you say to yourself.
1: Still having no empathy anywhere within you? None whatsoever.
0: But Mr. Brown runs away too. Uh, uh, I see it, but but I don't believe it. He stammers. It's horrible. Eek. Thump. The only female character in the book says and does. (laughs) As Mrs. Willis faints.
2: What about the catcher
0: who couldn't catch? That's right. Oh man, this book. You forgot about her.
1: In, in this book's defense, fucking everyone is a moron in this book, though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Including us.
0: I want, you know what, though? You know who hasn't really fucked up? Is Larry. Larry.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, He ultimately did imply to beat the shit out of us at the end of that one path,
0: and we he deserved does. it. He's a bully, and he did the thing that bullies do, and he wins. Mm-hmm. Then you hear Fred the Barber yell, a floating head! He races into his shop. This will be great to- for business! <laughs> yeah. I'm a barber. I gotta trim its hair.
1: It's 80% profit. <laughs> By volume, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As you scramble to your feet, you catch sight of something in the glass of a store window. You pushed only the hood of your cape back so most of you is still invisible, except for your head. The floating head is yours. The end?
1: But, like, is that an
0: ending? How is that no, an like, ending?
1: It doesn't feel like an ending. Put the hood back over. There's the... no mystery. It's just... A description of what is currently happening. No one died. Yeah. There was no sense of like, we return to a new normal. What is this? It's a Bantam Skylark, guys. It's a Bantam yeah. Skylark. They, yeah. If they go over 10 pages, they get fired. So it's a Bantam Skylark. Forget it, Jake. It's a Bantam Skylark.
0: <laughs> uh, R.A. Montgomery's been fucking his sister this whole time.
2: Is it your mother? Turn to page 47. Is it your sister? Turn to page 47. <laughs> Mark, have you seen Chinatown? I have not. That was a good Chinatown joke. Was it? That was it was so complex. I know, layers,
1: layers.
0: Guys, Mhm. We got to stop reading this book now.
1: Yeah, I think we I think we're done with this book.
0: Can we admit though that uh, you are invisible choose your Own adventure book for adults would get like really gross really fast?
2: I mean, page 1 would be like you sneak into a, a room of bath. A bathroom, some call it. Whatever gender is worse for you, you sneak into
1: it. Also, like if we're the same protagonist just aged 15 years, like God knows what horrible stuff we're gonna get into, right? Like, this is clearly a psychopath in the making.
2: Yeah, so yeah. at first I thought Robert was a psychopath, but like judging from our behavior, it's just us, right? We're yeah, the monsters. We're a bad
1: influence
0: on him, is what's been yeah, going Robert's on. Yeah, Robert's worst decision is that he's our friend. Yeah. If if you were in our position, not as storytellers, but as the uh, child with the invisible cape, oh, um, what is the very first thing you would do? Shoot bin Laden. Well, he's Again. dead. <laughs> Dick him up, shoot him. You have to find him. Chris, that's like, you're going to fly. It's like a 19-hour like plane ride out to uh, <laughs> in fucking Pakistan. Are you really going to? I wasn't the impression person they dumped his body in the ocean. Was that not true? Yeah, that's what they said they did. Um, but what would you do...
2: Here's what you do. You follow uh, uh, Jeff Bezos around until you get his passwords. And then bingo, bango. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, when he says his
1: passwords in his sleep. I got to log into a computer sometime, right? I think yeah. you, I think you do the thing where you just go to the art museum and like hide out in the bathroom until you turn the lights off and then, you know, roll up the Mona but Lisa. You
0: guys, there are still measures in place to keep you from stealing stuff at an art museum. Look, the the alarm goes off, the guards
1: show up, they find no one and the Mona Lisa is missing. They sweep the place up and down, which you easily avoid cuz you're an invisible person. You walk out.
0: It's yes. Because they think that it is empty. Yeah, that Yes, huh. that. I would probably just be a floating head and try to freak people out. <laughs> I would definitely doubt also whether or not, like, my clothes were visible. I probably would just strip all the way down just to be safe.
1: Yeah, but then when you inevitably get the cloak pulled off of you, like what happens yeah. in every Bantam Skylark book, <laughs> you're right. going to be a naked boy in the middle of the library where I assume you went.
0: But that'll be a distraction also.
1: And that's how you get that 10 million. You're just like, look. Old men,
2: you've just been caught with a naked boy in the middle of your library. $200,000 a pop, I just walk out, you never see me again. Mm.
0: So we, you have a friend that rides a bike. Okay. Put the invisibility cloak over his bike and be like, hey, where'd your bike go? And then he freaks out really bad about his bike. Good one.
1: Uh, just go to the
2: hospital and like, uh, put the, they put the invisibility cloak over new babies. <laughs> so everyone's just like, ah, what happened? Howl oh, well, Muppy, oh, please. My
1: You're
2: welcome. Welcome to Boozy on Adventure, a podcast where three grown men try to solve a children's book. I'm Chris. I'm Ian, and I am Mark. And this week we are reading The Movie Mystery by Susan Saunders. It's Choose Your Own Adventure 41 in the Bantam Skylark line, and it's got some pretty great cover art, just in terms of, I would say, like, the quality of it. Yeah. Like, that human being
1: looks like a real human being. It's
0: photorealistic. I think in the past, we've seen a lot of very impressionistic covers.
1: Well, there's, there's also these two little girls, like, that are very, like, Olsen twins, right? Mark, I think it's the same girl. Well, that's what people <laughs> said about the Olsens.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. But... How many pairs of green corduroys exist in the world? You know, like that's a specific pant. Hmm.
2: But yeah. Also, we got like Han Solo in the corner, just like with behind this big ass camera. Does yeah. that look like Han Solo to you? And, and a bear, uh, like a bear that's a mountain sized bear. So, so Chris, not...
0: Chris thinks that every white person with brown hair look, is Han Solo. That's just oh, where, okay. that's where Chris is. So yeah, it looks like Han Solo to Chris.
2: Or maybe like, I don't know, uh, if I'm being more fair, Charles Bronson,
1: a young Charles Bronson. I'm getting kind of like a Robert Redford vibe.
0: Yeah, he looks like... Okay, I can see that. He looks like uh, Grandpa Munster before he got turned into a vampire.
2: Man, Grandpa Munster should have vampired way earlier because that dude looked like a melted ball sack. (laughs) Yeah. And this dude looks pretty good. Imho.
0: It's a good tie. Is it a tie or a split open jacket? All of this is useless. This is all useless. (laughs) And we're back. So, uh, what I love about... Welcome Blitzburg- to Boozer and Adventure,
2: a <laughs> uh, podcast where we talk about pictures you can't see.
0: <laughs> we're describing them so good. But I do want to let everybody know that this one does feature Peggy Marcus, parentheses, adult, right? We've read <laughs> Peggy Marcus, parentheses, adult. And her uh, um. she's, she says, a six-year-old friend and I have lots of fun making the decisions together. So...
1: I feel like that's the same as printed on the fairy kidnap. It It is. It is. Yeah. uh,
0: The Bantam Skylark model is aimed Mm -hmm. at adults with friends who have or who are small children. (laughs) Yeah. These these are
2: not great reviews. I like all the illustrations. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not what you want to hear from a book. That's the worst. All right. Oh, man. And then the art really takes a nosedive once you get into the book. Presumably that is the same
0: child. And she looks like trash in here. Wow. Yeah. She's she's had a really rough time of it, Chris. Not all of us can be perfect. (laughs) This bear looks like a dog. (laughs) <laughs> That's where they come
2: from. Warning, most books are about other people. This book is about you. What happens to you depends on what you decide to do. Are you ready to solve the movie mystery? Then turn to page one, lights, camera, action,
1: and good luck. Shit, we just said action, we're already rolling. Yeah, we got cut we that, all We can't all that use that. Tape. Cut the good luck, cut the it's good na- luck.
0: It's 1987, we're doing this on a real piece of film, it's expensive, your fuck ups are expensive.
2: It's summer vacation, and you're visiting your Aunt Molly on location in the Canadian woods. On location is movie talk for a place outside a studio where a film is being made. (laughs) This is so helpful. Aunt Aunt Molly.
0: Aunt
1: Aunt Molly. Just commit
0: to one. (laughs) Aunt
1: Molly is a stunt woman. A woman is a person with two X chromosomes.
0: Yeah, woman is movie talk for topless.
1: Oh man, there's a lot of (laughs) rough
2: jokes that we can make. Uh, but we're not going to because it's a lighthearted podcast that you can use to escape the troubles of your everyday life. Right now, she's working as a double for one of the young movie stars. Her trick dog, Sam, is in the film, too, along with a trained bear named Percy. There's trouble just after you arrive. The director has to fire a couple of the local crew members. One of them is a man named Red Larkin. Mm. As he leaves the set, Larkin kicks over some movie lights with his cowboy boots.
0: Well, he kicks over the lights with his feet, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you're wearing cowboy boots. You're kind of doing everything with cowboy boots, right? It's not just like, oh, I walked into the diner. It's I walked into the diner with my cowboy boots.
0: Yeah, it's not I had trouble getting my pants down so I could take a dump in time. It's I had (laughs) trouble getting my pants down so I could take a dump in time because of my cowboy boots.
2: Uh, It looks like an accident, but you think he did it on purpose. After that, things go well. The movie should be finished on time. And you're having fun learning some of
0: the easy stunts. There are no easy stunts. That's an amateur way of thinking.
1: (laughs) It really seemed like there was about to be some kind of actual drama for a second there, and they just kind of hand-waved it all away.
0: Why did we learn that man's name if all he did was probably kick a camera on purpose with his cowboy boots?
1: He'll come back. Uh, Yep. He controls the bear.
0: Oh, shit. Ooh. He's got the bears like sleeper cell like uh, activation code. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, if yeah, if I was a bear trainer, you bet your ass I'd be wearing cowboy boots everywhere. Are you kidding me?
0: Wait, is Red Larkin a bear trainer? Oh, we're just I mean living in that fiction. Yeah, I okay. think
2: we're just exploring what his character might be. In the scene being filmed next, the young star is chased by a bear. She gets away by jumping off a cliff into the river. Wearing a blonde wig, Aunt Molly will jump off the cliff into a hidden safety net. Hidden
0: safety net is movie talk. No, that's the bad (laughs) joke. I can't keep doing that joke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then the young actress will make a short jump into the water. When the two pieces of film are put together, it will look as though the girl made a daredevil leap. Yeah, this one is definitely for kids.
0: I'm I'm learning so much. Are you guys not learning? I'm learning so much. It's
2: a simple stunt. But when Aunt Molly jumps, part of the net pulls loose and she sprains her shoulder. She says she's fine, but she groans when the director says he wants to film the jump again. Just then, a crewman runs up. Sam has disappeared from your trailer! Oh no, she says. He's in the next scene. She turns to you. Will you try to find him while I do the stunt again? Should you look for Sam,
0: or should you ask Aunt Molly if you can do the stunt for her? And so, to make her look for Sam, who is a... Dog? Trick dog.
2: Yeah, Sam's a trick dog, so we would
0: never
1: find him because he's very tricky. Oh, shit. And and Aunt Molly is another seven-year-old, or how are we doing the stunt for her?
0: I think, okay, because, like, it said earlier that she was a stunt double for uh, a young actress, so I'm guessing she's kind of just, like, a slight woman. She's a small, framed person. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But you're an actual child. You're a for-real small child.
1: Right, and she just got hurt, and we're about to just, like, like, she'd be terrible to accept that offer, right? Yeah. True. Let's say we do
0: it.
2: I think this is our big break. Oh, yeah.
0: You mean like the big part where we jump off the cliff and break all of our bones?
1: Yeah, this is our big uh, well, bone well, break. So but- in movies, a big break means a great opportunity to get popular and famous.
0: Yeah, theoretically.
2: I mean, you know, people are going to see us fall off this cliff. They're going to say, that kid's got the goods. Next thing you know, yeah, you know, we got that Hollywood star. We're having a movie made about us.
0: Are they going to put our name in the movie? Is the director cool with this? Like, I think we should definitely at least ask if we could do this before we just assume we can do this.
1: I mean, That's, it was the 80s. They didn't really care that much. Asking is not really the choose your own adventure way.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's really ask forgiveness. Just shout, it's me, Molly. I'll do the jump again. I hope you're filming. <laughs> don't, don't say your actual name during a
1: scene. <laughs> at first aunt molly
2: doesn't want you to do the stunt but i've jumped into a net lots of times you (laughs) reminder because i'm an idiot uh and i'm gonna give us a voice i guess it's the first thing you taught me to do oh wow
0: whoever all right so like your dad your dad's sister the first thing that she ever taught you to do was to jump into a net
2: yeah, for sure, Dad has got to, like, rein his shitty sister yeah, in.
0: seriously, she's going to get you killed.
2: Uh, let the kid try once," says the director. Rest your shoulder for a while. Oof. Finally, Aunt Molly says okay. You walk to the edge of the cliff and look down at the river, almost 40 feet below. The large safety net is much closer, only 7 or 8 feet below. A crewman checks the net to make sure the corners are tied tight. Then the director explains the scene. You're ready. Action! The director shouts. You run to the edge of the cliff and get set to jump. Wait, there's someone down there. Is he doing something to the net? But here comes the bear. Is Percy smiling or growling? Should you jump? What if the net pulls loose again? You could fall 40 feet. On the other hand, what will the bear do if he catches up with you?
0: Did we not (laughs) just give our word that we were going to do this jump? Is now the time to be so scared of this jump?
2: Yeah, I mean, if we don't do the jump... Then we've ruined the shot. Everyone has to reset. Yeah, more film is wasted. It's it's an outdoor film, man. We we don't ha- we only have so much time per day to film. Yeah, we are
0: burning daylight. Mark, what do you think?
1: I think we do a jump, but the thing is, I think we're fine either way because I'm pretty sure this book isn't going to end with us getting mauled by a bear or tumbling down a cliff and falling to our death. So, you know,
0: well, fairy kidnap. Fall your heart. Is, fairy kidnap was was Bantam Skylark too, and it had us being drowned. So, But by a sexy horse, it was a different thing entirely A very Mm -hmm. sexy horse Mm -hmm. is a good point, yeah Mm.
2: So you jump As you hit the net, you hear a ripping sound Oh no, the ropes holding the net have broken Oh my god You're wrapped in the net like potatoes in a bag, hanging over the river There's a bush not too far away Should you try and swing to grab it? Yes Or Or Should you move as little as
1: possible?
0: And, and hope not, someone reaches you. We'll, we'll just take that one. Boy, drop all the forty way again. feet. That's cool. Let's just take that whole paragraph one more time, there, Chris. <laughs> it's okay. You can totally sneak food like <laughs> when when we're just sort of goofing. Maybe
1: like at the end of a paragraph would be a good time to sneak some food.
0: <laughs> yeah, middle of a paragraph is gutsy. Like <laughs> in the middle, like we're hanging, we're waiting for that second option, and it's like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah.
1: like we weren't gonna notice it was a one option choice. You know, like right. we're veterans of this shit. Yeah, we know that
0: choice too.
2: I I just took like a little bite and it ended up being a little more unmanageable than I thought it would be.
0: Um, Here we go. Wait, so hold on. Your problem was that you did not, you over, you underestimated the like difficulty was going to be for you to eat the food that you ate.
1: Yeah, that's the lesson I'm taking away from this. (laughs) Okay. That's cool. You know, I I chewed my food before the podcast started.
0: (laughs) I did too. I chewed my food like 45 minutes ago.
1: Well, uh, there's a bush not too far away.
2: Should you try and swing to grab it, or should you move as little as possible and hope someone reaches you before you drop 40 feet? Boy.
0: Grab it, that bush. Yeah, you got to save yourself, because no one has displayed any competence. Grab that bush.
2: Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, we got to show the director that we can do anything on set. You know, we're not, we're not just a stunt woman. We're also a bush grabber. Yeah. We're,
0: <laughs> boy.
1: <laughs> All right. Language, I guess. So I feel like we're grabbing bush, is that correct? We're, we're grabbing a lot of bush. We're getting a big uh, handful of bush.
0: Just one handful,
2: though. We're not going to go overboard. You get the net swinging towards the bush, and somehow you manage to grab it. But your troubles are far from over. You're pulling the plant's roots right out of the cliffside. Quick, take my hand, a voice says. It's Red Larkin, that guy
1: who was fired. <laughs> he pulls you safely towards a narrow rock ledge. Oh, good. If that was a choice, I would have turned him down, so I guess... Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you do you do wait for the roots to be pulled out of the bush and plummet to your death, or accept help from a stranger?
1: When you were
2: standing on top of the cliff, wearing the blonde wig and dress, he thought you were your aunt. I knew Molly could take care of herself, Red says. She did the first time I cut the ropes. Besides, Jesus. I didn't cut... All of them. I just wanted to scare people, not hurt anyone. You know how
0: you scare people. You know how you scare people. Like put a firecracker in somebody's book bag. You know, like oh. Start
2: talk. Uh, you know, start talking about maybe. Uh, I don't know. Unionizing with the other guys. <laughs> like that'll really, that'll really put some shit in some pants. Brett Larkin is telling the truth. He did cut the other ropes both times, and it turns out he's the one who kidnapped Sam. What? <laughs> what? What? Which we learned how. We solved all the mysteries. <laughs> Red saw that you weren't Molly, so he climbed back across the cliff and saved you. So you feel a little sorry for him when the sheriff comes to take him to jail. Good. This book is garbage. After your adventure, you've decided that one stunt person in the family is plenty.
1: The. And. Well, that's all for this week, Good guys. Uh, I guess we'll pick it up
0: next time. Yeah, uh, hope, you, hope you paid extra close attention to all seven pages we read. Susan Saunders grew up on a ranch in Texas where she learned rodeo riding. But not pacing, but never pacing.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, what happened here? It was just like, oh, okay, I guess 50 pages is our hard limit, so let me just wrap this bad boy up. All right, so, so are
0: we making another pass, or we just yeah, want to we, talk
1: about how unhappy
0: no, we are? I think we should definitely get to the bottom of this. I need to go get another drink and go to the bathroom.
1: Hey, Chris, uh, this is probably be a good time if you want to eat some food. That's a good tip That's a hot tip I'm gonna get some food
0: And then
2: eat it And then not come back While eating it
0: Uh We should I don't know where we could Make a different
1: choice In this book I feel like none of the choices Were all that material No I guess we could Go look for the dog
0: Yeah We chose to jump off that cliff Mm Mm-hmm
2: I mean I, I Like the The takeaway lesson here Is that Jumping off cliffs
1: Solves Problems
0: So Yeah we did shortcut Our way to the end
1: I think the takeaway lesson is: no matter what you do, you'll get the happy ending. But let's find out. Yeah, let's let's. Okay, if we get to let's, an yeah, let's
2: just take the most dangerous options that we
0: possibly can. We right? jumped off a fucking cliff.
1: Well, There's, to avoid a
0: bear, though. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go back to where we bow up against that bear?
1: Yeah.
2: Br- 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 rewind.
0: That's a cool, fun sound effect that we're
2: doing now. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like I was uh,
1: in a VCR. Felt it. Well, there's actually, there's a lot of content in this book we didn't see. Yeah, Mark, that's because we read seven pages.
2: You read a story once about a wild bear walking into someone's tent in the woods. The thing to do, the story said, is play dead. So you close your eyes and fall to the ground. Cut! The director yells. As the kid fainted, you feel the bear's hot breath on your cheek. A big, wet tongue licks your face. Huh. Well. (laughs) huh? Percy's friendly. Percy's friendly. Are you okay? Aunt Molly sounds worried. I- I'm alright, you tell her, opening your eyes. But I saw someone on the cliffside! He could have been fooling around with the safety net. Uh I don't see anyone now, says the director. But if you're worried, we'll check the net again
0: and take a look around. See, that director, like, when he said that Aunt Molly will do the shoot again in three days when Aunt Molly's shoulder's healed, like, that voice makes me think, like, they're just not going to hire Aunt Molly to do these stunts. They're just going to get somebody else, right? Right. Yeah. Some, someone with tougher shoulders. Uh-huh.
2: And this was, was going to get Aunt Molly that SAG membership.
0: This was going to be the one.
2: Ah, well. Back to waitressing. Two of the crewmen start to climb down the cliff. Could you come along and show us where you saw the guy? One of them asks you. Better not, the director shakes his head. You look kind of pale. Do we stay on top of the cliff or
1: climb down? What I like about being up on the cliff is it's where the bear is. So if we want more bear hijinks, we have to not go away from the bear.
0: Yeah, we we need the bear with us for hijinks. Right. How
1: can you climb down with a bear? Where's that option? Uh, I feel like the bear probably can climb real
2: good, so that would make... It's like riding a donkey down the Grand Canyon, right? Just hop on his back and let him do the work. But unfortunately, that's not an option. So are we climbing down sans bear, or are we staying on top of the cliff? I think we were, we were, we
0: were almost told not to climb down, so...
1: I do feel like like climbing down is actually pursuing the mystery, though, so there's that. Okay, yeah, let's pursue that mystery. Okay. All right. Follow that mystery. Follow your nose to mystery.
2: Damn it. (laughs) You won't be climbing down very far, but Aunt Molly insists on tying a rope around your waist. Then she holds the other end while you go over the edge of the cliff like a mountain climber. Oh, Percy has decided that he likes you and has scrambled down the cliff behind you. Yes. He rushes past you and gets tangled in your rope and drags you along after
0: him. Oh my God. This is a trained movie bear.
2: The end of the rope is jerked out of Aunt Molly's hands, and you and Percy are falling. As you fly through the air towards the river, you have one thought. I hope a 400-pound bear floats. Cool. We died. Oh, man. And that is the worst drawing of a bear I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. That, it looks almost like a bear rug. It it's, does.
2: Someone started with a rectangle and then was like, uh, let me I guess add legs and a head. Oof.
0: It's, yeah. So instead of that one, let's do the one where we stay at the top of the cliff. All right. So if we stayed on top of the cliff.
2: Yeah. With our bear. With our bear. Yeah, with our bear. Which, you know, he was going to follow us anyway. So yeah. we have a sidekick now. Our bear. You stay on top of the cliff and watch the crewman climb down. You see something move behind a boulder. There's the guy! You yell. Get him! shouts the director. <laughs> The crewmen scramble across the cliff, but the sun is setting. It's the time of day when everything looks gray and brown, like the uh, cliff itself.
0: What? What time of day is that?
2: You know, it's the time of day when you look into, your, into the past of your life and realize that you've wasted it, and you just kind of lie down wherever you are and face down on the ground.
0: You, you look as far into the future as you can see, but you can't see past the gray and brown of the bear.
2: Thinking quickly, you run up a ladder and switch on one of the huge movie spotlights. Yes. You move the top of the big light around until the beam shines on the man.
0: He can't move. His weakness is light. <laughs> He's one of the ghosts from
2: Mario. <laughs> it's Red Larkin. The men on the cliff grab Red just before he reaches the trees. It looks like the end of a movie, where the, the part where the good guys get the bad guy. I'll give you another chance at the jump tomorrow.
1: He says to Red Larkin, pushing him right. off the ledge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the director says to you later. Maybe you'll grow up to be a famous stunt person, like your aunt. I think I'd rather be a director, you tell him. I already have a great idea for a movie. It'll be called The Movie Mystery, and we have all the actors we need right here.
0: The yeah. end. Uh, so we're still missing a dog, though?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, the dog did not get found, but the two pictures on the following pages are Red Larkin... Uh, who looks like an evil Fred, I would say. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like he's just got the opposite colors Yeah. being cornered by the spotlights and then us sitting in the director's chair with what I assume is Sam,
1: but might actually be... Replacement dog. Yeah. mm,
2: Yeah, or a cloud that someone jammed a boot into the top of. (laughs) Can't tell from the art. Super good. Chris
0: said that's the, that's what it is. It's a trick dog. That's why you can't tell that it's super a dog. Oh yeah. It's a trick dog. It might be, it might be a
1: dog pinata. Yeah.
0: aren't? Um, aren't, but listen, aren't all dogs, dog pinatas.
1: Oh, don't say that to a dog owner. Well, I mean, I'm a dog owner and I think it's, don't (laughs) say that to a person with
0: morals. Well, that's fair. (laughs) Just nobody wants to eat guts. I
2: mean, I just think that that's like a, it's not a particularly useful, uh, characterization since technically everything's a piñata from that standpoint
0: yeah it all has stuff in it what's a
2: building it's just a cement piñata full of things true what's a cinder block Uh, it's a cinder piñata if you hit it enough you'll get cinder yep all right man this book kind of sucks
1: i'd like to examine the uh the implication that you can grow up to be a famous stunt person real quick name me five famous movie stunt doubles go
0: fuck kira knightley was a character double for Natalie Portman in uh, episode one? Is that true? No, she wasn't a stunt person. Well, yeah, she plays one of the handmaidens that dresses up like the queen at some point to try and trick other people. But she's okay. Not like so,
1: a... so what you're describing is uh, an actress. Uh, see, she was portraying a role on film. But the role
0: she was portraying was stunt person. Well, it's more like uh... Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell in Death Proof. He was a stunt. He was a famous stunt man.
1: Okay, so Kurt Russell. Uh, as an actor portraying a stunt, a famous stuntman but again in a fictional universe see That's
0: what I that's what I you, you asked for famous stuntman I'm just giving you the famous stuntman
1: Look I'm going to level with
2: you guys I typed in famous stuntman to Google and I'm looking at an article from US or no I'm sorry is it US Weekly or US Weekly I don't know <laughs> so I'm looking at an article about famous stuntman and this article about them does not have their names it's just <laughs> Stunt person for actor.
0: <laughs> the guy who fell off that building. I don't know if you get rich being a famous stunt person. You certainly don't get famous being a famous stunt person. No, definitely not. Is there an award for stunt persons?
1: Probably, but like in the same sense that like there's awards at your job every year, you know, but like the only people who no know- And yeah. if to tra- know.
0: And if you try hard enough, you can win them and then have an award. Yeah, Mark, I get it. Yeah, Mark, we'll talk about awards.
2: Okay, okay. Big fish in small pond, I get it. Yeah. All right, so the, the highest end stuntman can make up to $250,000 a year. Mm. So that's kind of nice.
0: All right. Um, I guess if there's, if there's anything else we could talk about with stunt people, prob- probably there isn't.
1: We could move on to uh, bears or movies or...
2: It, does anything interesting happen in this book for children? You know, it, 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 there's nothing.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, So, shit. uh... So page 14, sorry Ian, I just want to point out there's apparently a storyline where Red Larkin kidnaps you and it's just the two of you on a canoe and that's pretty creepy
0: Uh, yeah, child peril, child peril Oh, here's one where we get eaten by a bear, Wait, okay. which bear? Not our bear, not, not Percy. Not Percy
1: Yeah, no, it's not Percy. Seriously, there's an additional bear?
2: It's, the page specifically says the bear turns around, it's not Percy! <laughs>
0: Oh, boy, this, did you fuck up, huh? Followed this this the wrong bear, bear
1: snuck in here with Percy's credentials.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember that bear. It stomped out of the movie set and it kicked over a camera. This bear used social engineering to hack his way into the movie set. I like that this book carries through the, the uh, tradition of falling out of boats. If you look at page 19.
2: Oh, and at the end, we can match wits with America's Sherlock Holmes in sneakers. With a head full of facts and his eyes and ears on the world of Idaville, meet Leroy,
1: Encyclopedia Brown. So so now we're just reading advertisements. That's, yeah, uh,
0: this blows. <laughs> like, yeah. We, this is a shit book. Yeah, this, uh, this is not fun. This is not a fun book.
1: I think what we gotta do is just start uh, talking to six-year-olds and getting some recs from them. Yeah, but like... I fe- No way, are you kidding me? I, I feel like a six-year-old would enjoy
2: this book because they would feel like they really earned it. They're like, oh boy, I read seven pages. I'm six. That was a lot of work for me.
0: I just want everybody to realize that a six-year-old would have been born in the year of our Lord, 2012.
2: Yes, that's yes. Well right. Yes, that's... we're all 30-year-olds reading this book, Ian. Congratulations.
0: I just can't figure out how time works, man. It's just is freaking me out. For my money,
2: so far, I, wouldn't, I would not buy a Bantam Skylark <laughs> book. You, you weren't a fan of Fairy Kingdom? Fairy Kingdom was ridiculous. I, think I th- liked the art and yep. I liked the sexy horse. Right. But It was a bad book. Yeah, it was like there was that path from Fairy Kidnap where it was like you fell down a hole and then two hours later, other guy shows up and he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. I, I solved the whole thing, man. Yeah, don't worry.
0: With, we're right, cool. with sexual subterfuge or whatever he's saying.
1: Right. That's I feel like that's the true worst ending, right? Or the the weird like Deus Ex Machina endings were just like you didn't do anything, you're an NPC. Great job. Yeah. Yeah, like, you could have just stayed home, but you didn't. Right.
2: But ultimately, maybe you should have. The end. And it's like, well, fuck off!
1: Yeah, I'd rather have been eaten by a bear. Thanks.
0: Yeah, how do we get there?
1: Maybe we just start editing these or we take out all of the actual book uh, and just leave out-of-context discussions about the choices. <laughs> That's that's the April Fool's Day podcast,
2: is it's just, uh, just the reactions, none of the book.
0: What if the April Fool's Day podcast is us literally reading all of War and Peace?
2: That's what I was going to say. Yeah? That would be pretty amusing. I would also like to do one where we just read through the pages in order,
0: because <laughs> fuck the police. Yeah, dude, they tell you not to, so...
1: Gotta do. This it. is a booze Your Adventure Memento Edition. We don't know how we got here, and we're gonna figure it out what to do next.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna start with an ending we like and see if we can't build a story out of it. This has been booze Your Adventure. Until next time,
2: choose wisely. Yeah, ever since Craigslist uh, closed the erotic adventures section, it's been really difficult to find gigs.